I believe a company should strive to be ultra selective in the individuals that they choose to represent them, especially out of the client side. So yes, we want to be picky of the candidates that we hire. Flip side, I'd like to see the candidates be picky of the companies that they're choosing to align themselves to and be a part of. So just as much as we are interviewing them, I like to lead those interviews off. We ask them for an introduction, I turn around and give them an introduction of who we are, largely centered around our culture, because I want them evaluating us too. Is it going to be the right fit for them? Welcome to Security Cleared Jobs, Who's Hiring and How, the podcast for cleared professionals looking for new opportunities and career advice. We go behind the scenes with recruiters and hiring managers from leading cleared employers to uncover the information you need to make a smart career move. Get ready for insights from this week's guest and your hosts, Kathleen Smith and Rachel Bozeman. Welcome to another episode of our podcast. Back in the saddle with me is my co-host, Rachel. Hey, Rachel, how are you doing today? You know, I'm just living the dream and glad to be back here with (laughs) all of you lovely folks. Well, we definitely missed you. And here at ClearDuffs.net, we definitely love our Marines. I mean, sorry, I know all of the services are, are wonderful and the branches are great, but what do you say? We're a Marine-owned company, so we love our Marines. And with us today is Tom Smith, the Chief Operating Officer for JCTM, who also happens to be a Marine. Thank you for your service, and welcome to the show, Tom. Hey, I really appreciate that, Kathleen and Rachel. Good to meet you both. And I think I'd be remiss if I didn't also just extend my most humble thanks and appreciation for your service to our country. So thank you so much for that. And we would love to hear a little bit about your background and how you landed at JCTM. Hey, I appreciate that, Rachel. Well, you know, I see you already threw me under the bus for the rest of the services leading out with the Marine, but you knew we weren't going to hide it anyway. We we can't help that. We here at JCTM, we are Marine owned as well. So we knew it was going to come up at one point or another. Uh, But yes, ma'am, there I was headed for the yellow footprints, uh, joining the Marine Corps, spent a good couple decades supporting the nation, uh, moved around from the infantry into the intelligence world, uh, multidisciplined, ended up spending most of my time focused in the geospatial intelligence discipline, ended up branching out a little bit into the human intelligence aspect. And then about circa 2017, it wasn't time to quit serving, right? Wasn't time to quit helping the nation, but it was about time to hang up the uniform, try to corral the children into one location for a little while, put down some roots and uh, move on to that next chapter of life. So retiring out of the National Capital Region at the time, uh, my spouse and I talked and really decided to kind of prioritize where we wanted to live and what we wanted out of the family first. Um, Said that the jobs will follow and took that big leap of fate, that we were educated, that we worked hard, that we had experience, and that we were going to make it work under our terms and and put put it to faith, right? So we stepped out and we moved back to the Houston, Texas area, just in time for a giant hurricane to flood basically the entire city, kill the job market, take away any ability to go find employment unless you were in rebuilding. And um, that's okay though, right? You stay true to your faith. And lo and behold, very dear friend of mine, Mr. Audie Cooper, had a few years prior uh, beat me to retirement and started the company here, JCTM. And uh, was kind of working off and on with him on a few different problem sets as we were getting the company up and rolling. And then it became decision time, which was take the safe, secure job that had come to fruition down here back home and kind of go one direction completely away from the national sector or 
stay involved. And, you know, when really talked it out and looked at the pro and con list, just could not see walking away from uh, supporting the warfighters, supporting the nation. So went in lock, stock, and barrel, uh, rose through several different positions, worked through several different contracts in the building of JCTM. And uh, we're just blessed to have gotten where we are, bringing on the type of people we have, and just happy to keep putting my daily efforts into a company that truly does put the people first and want to serve the nation. It just makes it easy to get up and go to work in the morning. It certainly does. And it's really great to hear all of your passion coming through. So JCTM is a fairly new company with about 65 employees and you're headquartered in North Carolina. So can you just sort of share a little bit more about the company and your focus for our cleared audience? Absolutely. Kathleen, I think our company is best described just talking about what we call our VMV or our vision, mission, and values. It really does embody who we are. And at our core, I've already said it, we want to serve the nation in her best interests, and we want to do it with excellence. Any job you're going to do, you might as well do it with excellence, right? Don't stand up and have a goal to do something okay. So yes, we want to do the best possible job we can in the different technical fields and the different positions that the government requires to assist them throughout their day. But we also wanted to be a company that was a little bit different. And a lot of time in service, deal with Department of Defense contractors, deal with different contracting companies. There's goods, there are bads. But we really wanted to ensure that our company continued to prioritize people above profit. And, and I'll definitely get into that a little bit more. But really, to answer your question, I guess the best description of JCTM is that we're a family of JCTMers. We rely on one another. We expect the best out of each other. And we come together both professionally and personally to support each other and the United States. Love it. And an important part of that is just the team that you're continuing to build. And there's a rumor that you might have some security cleared positions that you're currently looking to hire for. So what are those positions and where are they located? You know, we actually did just from Friday through over the weekend, I think. I think we filled about three of our pending vacancies, but there's no there's no shortage inside, I assure you. Uh, we have additional current vacancies right now, largely centered around subject matter expertise in the information operations area, uh, defensive cybersecurity operations. And I'd say the majority of our vacancies right now are in the national capital region, right? Virginia, Maryland. Um, but we routinely have vacancies uh, throughout eastern North Carolina, California, even overseas within a multitude of intelligence uh, disciplines. I would encourage anyone listening to definitely jump on, join our talent network, and be the first to know when those openings come active. So really great hearing about all of the awesome positions that you're definitely looking for, SMEs. Are there any positions that are really hard to fill, like your silver bullet? What is that one sort of super person out there that you're looking for who may be in our audience? Well, you know, if I were to pose that question to my HR and recruiting department, uh, dare I say they would tell me the mere fact of hiring cleared professionals makes them hard to fill to begin with. And uh, then, you know, you take into account predetermined labor categories, competitive regions, especially they're in the NCR. And um, I would say, though, really for JCTM, what makes them even harder to fill is that we really center our desire around trying to find the right candidate, not just the minimally qualified candidate to come in that matches a PD. So we put a lot of time and effort into really pulling together, especially in these SME roles, that are the harder to fill roles, right? Your 20, 25 plus years of experience, TSSCI cleared a true background and understanding across a certain subset of the intelligence discipline. And it's not even enough to have that. You've got to find that person that's a right fit to the client, a right fit to the company, and that's going to really bolster the team. 
So, Tom, you talked to us before about how the defense contracting is very different from service, service, <laughs> serving in the military. As a veteran, what do you think is important for transitioning military to know about those differences between serving and now working in the defense contracting space? There are some things you've really got to understand because taking the uniform off, even if you're going to walk right back into that same building, a lot of things do change. And I think to pointedly answer your question, first and foremost, it would be with the status of your security clearance. Truly understanding as a contractor versus active duty, your accesses versus your eligibilities versus your adjudication dates versus the timeline until something needs to be re-adjudicated to keep your eligibilities in place. All too often while wearing the uniform, we see our clearances transition seamlessly from one place to another, from one customer to another, from one building to another. And on the contracting side, I think it's important for them to learn and understand that every single information owner can choose to control access to their information how they see fit. And the requirements then, even with the same clearance, can be vastly different from one contract to another. So garnering that and asking those questions is one. And then secondly, I would say just general understanding of key terms such as labor categories, periods of performance, base versus option years, primes versus subs. Looking back, these things seem par for the course. But when you're first making that transition, a lot of times these service members don't even know to ask the right questions to ensure they're walking into a position that has longevity. Great points. Really great points. So let's sort of switch gears a little bit here. And I noticed on your careers page that you talk about your company culture being derived from two principles, people positive and complexity conscious. Do you want to sort of explain that a little bit more for our audience? I'd love to. I think being people positive is is really easy. You know, JCTM assumes and expects the best out of everyone. But we understand that's a choice. See, ours is that we choose to believe that people are inherently good. They can be trusted to do the right thing, both professionally and personally. They're dependable. They're naturally motivated and they're capable of self-direction. Okay, we make it a point to incentivize our JCTMers to work positively together for outcomes. Vice, what you see a lot of the norm in the industry, which is to compete with each other for better, better outcomes. I'd say for people positive, you know, in the end, we really strive to support changes in personal and professional goals for our JCTMers. We want to see them leave the company, if that's where their passions and goals take them, with the same amount of exuberance that we brought them in with and help them along their way. We really just do try to make our business decisions, be it the candidates we hire or be it the contracts we go after, with a people-first mindset in mind. And then complexity conscious. That one's almost a self-mandated reminder to us retired military folks that are just so used to, here is what you'll do because it's the rules. And you know, that doesn't exist in Department of Defense contract. It doesn't exist anywhere. To be honest, you can't even truly mandate it in the military. You can try. You can try. But you know, dare I say, JCTM with uh, its Marine leadership that founded it could have all the formations and set up general orders and yell and have drill instructors and knife hands. But at the end of the day, we understand that culture cannot be mandated. And, and I think that's what we mean when we really say that we're conscious of that complexity. There are so many times when it is so mission focused from the military, it is so singularly focused, but when you're 
part of a team and part of a team supporting a customer, you have other things to think about. Your coworkers, your variety of goals, your revenue, your, you know, there's, there's so many things and it's, it's not just singularly focused. So I really love this complexity conscious. And I want to hit on it just a bit more, please, because it's not even just the scope, right? Or the focus it's in who has the focus. And I think that's really the key tenet here of the complexity conscious. It's admitting that every single member, every single JCTM or in the family has a say in that culture. And it's got to be because they want to, not because they're being told to. So yes, to your point, Kathleen, amongst many different focus areas, we also like to think that many different people from their many different states that they live in with their many different regulations, who all have a different opinion of how certain things could work better need to be able to have that open, honest, and sometimes contradictory, but polite and professional interactions so that we can all come together to keep trying to make the culture better, make the company better, and in turn, make it better for every employee. I love it. A rumor that I've heard, and I don't know if it's a rumor, so you're here to dispel any rumors that might exist, but an important part of building that people-positive type of culture is interviewing folks. And the rumor is, Tom that you sit in on every interview. Is that true? Every. Rachel, every. You had to use the word every. See, I feel, I need every to check my desk. Every single. I, I kind of feel like Sandlot 4. Yeah, everyone. Ever. No exception. No critical illnesses. No no acts of nature. Like, you know, you know, Rachel, all jokes aside, I would say barring any unforeseen acts of nature. Um, yes, uh, it may not always be sustainable. I understand that going forward. There will reach a tipping point as we continue to grow in size. But I believe it to currently be one of the most important things that I could possibly do to help promote and sustain the complexity conscious, positive culture that we were just speaking about. You know, we don't ever want to be that type of company, as I alluded to earlier, that aligns a person on paper to a minimal qualification set and goes, okay, they're good. Let's get it. Hire them. Put them on the spot. No, we want to build a mutually respectful relationship with someone who wants to be a JCTMer and whom we want to have on that team. So as part of that interview, you discuss culture. Why is that such an important start to that conversation in that interview? Well, I really think it just doubles down on what we've talked about today. You know, it goes hand in hand with why I make it a point to attend every one of the interviews in the first place. I don't know, this may sound a little selective, but I believe a company should strive to be ultra selective in the individuals that they choose to represent them, especially out at a client site. So yes, we want to be picky of the candidates that we hire. Flip side, I'd like to see the candidates be picky of the companies that they're choosing to align themselves to and be a part of. So just as much as we are interviewing them, I like to lead those interviews off. We ask them for an introduction. I turn around and give them an introduction of who we are, largely centered around our culture, because I want them evaluating us too. Is it going to be the right fit for them? And that's, again, another thing that I think many of our transitioning military personnel don't understand, that they're moving from one culture and into a new, different kind of culture. And that's usually a question that I sort of say, you know, do you want to be a, a sole contributor? Do you want to be part of a team? Do you want to be part of a, a large organization that moves in a specific way? Or do you want to be someone who wears a lot of different hats and has to pitch in? And it's, it's always, you start to see the wheels spinning. They're like, wait a minute, 
It's not going to be like it was in the military. It's not going to be that same sort of setup. And and I just go, yes, please, please ask yourself more questions about what you want to do when you get out of the military. So I understand that you have some benefits that might be of interest because they're a little unique, including profit sharing and ongoing training, which I always love when someone focuses on ongoing training. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about those benefits? Oh, so this is going to be the two-hour podcast because I can talk on this all day long, Kathleen, Rachel. I mean, you're really getting into my, you know, my bread and butter here of what makes me so happy to be part of this company. We can't start it off earlier talking that one of our core tenants is people positivity and then not have programs in place that really focus on our people, right? So um, sure, a- absolutely. And I got to say that before I even talk about them, it's really a testament, again, back to our founder and how they went about setting the company up. We have remained a debt-free company for our existence, right? No venture capitalists, no bills. We have no stakeholders that we need to get to a certain percentage of a profit change to keep stock markets happy. No, you know what we have? We have our JC Timbers. We have our employees. So that's who we're going to give it back to. Um, so yes, we do We do have profit sharing in place across the company. We instituted that a year and a half ago or so now. Um, I think the plans of where we'd like to grow that to over time are just astounding. But even with what we have in place now, you know, just by being a JCTN member, just by being in the family, you're in tier one profit sharing, meaning at the end of every year, a portion of those profits are going to get subdivided against every employee directly under their 401k, in addition to any company matching that was part of the policy you were in, right? Just, hey, here's some extra. The company made some money. You should make some money. You are the face of the company. You are working the company. Uh, that profit sharing incentivization plan does have higher tiers tied to it as well, largely in the BD and growth arena, right? Commensurate with if you're going to and you said it, right? How much do you really want to be involved? Do you want to just work one thing? We've got some conflicting viewpoints here at JCTM that we send out. One says every meeting is voluntary. Every one of them. The other one says you're invited to every meeting. We don't care if you're the COO or if you're the guy we hired yesterday. You want to be a part of this? You want to come to this meeting and have you know, awareness of what's going on? Then, then let's do it, right? Strength in numbers. And with that, we do offer. If you're instrumental and you want to spend extra time and effort in helping the company grow, you can bet that you are going to grow from that too. And not just a one-time bonus, but for the life of that effort, for the life of that contract. But um, even beyond the profit incentivization and sharing, you know, we have two other really popular programs. And one of those is our JCTMX Innovation Division. I see a lot of people get really excited about this one because it's where we empower our employees to chase something they're passionate about. Now, we've got some processes in place to get to a very starting business use case, but if they take an idea, a product, a service that they're passionate about, and they can get it to that certain point and come present it, then we can turn around and find a way to start taking company resources, time, effort, fiscally, and putting it behind their passions, behind their ideas to help them chase those things that matter to them. And then we've also got our R2H program, or Restore, Repay, and Heal. And that's where the employee itself isn't really seeing financial compensation, but we're asking them to nominate those charitable contributions, those charitable organizations, rather, that they're passionate about so that the company can contribute to those on their behalf. You know, our CFO sits aside a budget at the beginning of every year to do nothing more than make charitable donations to those organizations that speak near and dear to the heart of our JCTMers. And uh, to date, I mean, I know we have funded Special Olympics, epilepsy, of course, so many veteran issues, 
suicide awareness, mental health issues, and the list goes on. But I'm very excited about all of those programs. And then the last one that you mentioned there, yes, training. And no, it doesn't have to be exactly in the performance of your PD, right? It needs to be tied to your professional growth. But if we can tie it to the professional growth and help you grow as an individual professionally, we believe that's going to come back full fold to give the company benefits and your expertise on site and doing better. So we definitely do offer training and education incentives as well. Awesome, Tom. And I know we've talked about it a little bit, but want to kind of dive back in because I think you wear it so beautifully that someone that's been there and done that before type of philosophy and, and just the way that your career has kind of blossomed. So could you tell us what you think your best advice would be for someone who is transitioning and something that they must or really would help set, set them apart, differentiate them in an interview? If I'm going to pick one thing that I think really sits somebody aside when they step into an interview, and I hinted on it earlier, it's when I can feel the tide shift where I start asking myself, wait a minute, am I interviewing you or are you interviewing me? Okay, we could quickly list a few things that are must-ask. So, well, where are we at in the period of performance? How much longevity do we have on this? Um, okay, has it been funded? Has it not? Those are given. But as far as really talking about what's going to make them stand out to a company that cares about its people is when they are vetting you because they're wanting to make sure they want to attach their name to you as much as you are the other way around. So I would say, you know, don't hesitate. It might feel a little odd, but don't hesitate and don't be shy about truly asking that company, why should I want to work for you? You know, maybe a little nicer, maybe a little different way to word it, but why? Why you? There's a lot of jobs out there and somebody should want to fight for and earn these cleared individuals. Awesome. So how would our listeners get in touch with you? Well, of course, I guess it's 2022, so we all have to have websites and social media. So you can find us on LinkedIn. You can jump to jctm.us. There is a talent network you can sign up for. And uh, Kathleen, Rachel, I'm sorry, this may be unorthodox, but my cell phone is 252-876-6056. And for many a years, that phone number sat as the primary telephone number on our webpage. And to date, you may have to leave a voicemail if I can't get out of one of many meetings but I will give you a call back. I am happy to talk to anybody about the company, their passions, and where we may have a fit. So please reach out, shoot me a text. Absolutely loved getting to meet you and learn a little bit more about the organization. You definitely radiate all things JCTM and so appreciative for you spending a little time with us this afternoon. I really appreciate the time and it was a great chat. So always thankful when we have a Marine on our show. Tom had some really great advice from transitioning military when he talked about there there has to be this conversation that goes on. And, and I talk about this a lot in presentations that I do. You as a transitioning service member need to be interviewing the company and not just one or two questions, but really getting into the nitty gritty about the culture and the expectations and are you going to be a good fit? Rachel, what did you think of Tom's interview today? I thought it was fantastic. And I just absolutely appreciated the way that they were able at JCTM to quantify that people positive approach and how you put people above profits was probably one of my favorite um, things that he shared. There was a lot of great nuggets in there, but I just thought that was so important in, in a time where the you know those can become the focus that the people and making sure that they assume and expect great out of everyone was just an incredible, refreshing reminder. 
I cannot believe we have come to the end today, Kathleen. I don't know what is happening here, but all I can say is we so appreciate you spending time with us this afternoon, and you know the drill. Get out there, rate, review, and make sure you subscribe to our fancy little show. Thank you so much, and bye-bye.